This PBS NewsHour podcast is supported in part by Dana-Farber Cancer Institute. Their scientists played a substantial role in developing more than half the cancer drugs approved by the FDA in the last five years. Dana-Farber Cancer Institute is changing lives everywhere. Find out more at DanaFarber.org slash everywhere. Dr. Uche Blackstock has seen firsthand how medical racism shapes America's healthcare system. She's seen it both as a physician and as a patient. She's dedicated her career to work at the intersection of medicine, health equity, and systemic racism. She's an emergency medicine physician and is CEO and founder of Advancing Health Equity, an organization which works to dismantle racism in healthcare. And now Dr. Blackstock has written a memoir entitled Legacy, a black physician reckons with racism in medicine. It details both historic healthcare inequities and her own family history. Dr. Blackstock, thanks for joining us. I love the title, Legacy, because there are really two legacies that run through this book. I want to start with the family legacy. Your mother was what was very rare in the 80s and 90s, a black female physician. How did watching her work, seeing her go to work every day, and actually seeing her at work, mm -hmm. how did that affect your decision to become a physician? We should mention your twin sister is also yes. a physician. Well, obviously she was a, a huge influence on us. She had a very different upbringing than we did. She was born in poverty and public assistance, the first person in her family to graduate from college. And then she went to medical school, Harvard Medical School. Then she came back after medical school to practice in the community in which she grew up in. And so that was a powerful message for us that, you know, you go and, you know, you get a great education and you come back and bring those resources back and you help, you help those that are your family and neighbors. And that's exactly what she did. And she would get together with other black women physicians in our community and hold community health fairs, really to help out the folks who lived in our neighborhood. And I love that message that she sent to us. Your mother died relatively young. She was 47. She died of leukemia. And also, you had an experience that you detail in the book where you had appendicitis that was misdiagnosed mm -hmm. and became very, very serious. Your appendix burst. Do you think the outcomes or the treatment might have been different if you weren't black women? You know, I, I think it's very, very likely, and, and it's not just because of my own anecdotal experiences. It's because we have we have a lot of data that shows when uh, black people, when women, when black women go to seek care, often their concerns are ignored, dismissed, or minimized. When I had appendicitis, I was a first-year medical student, and I went to the ER three times. My appendix ended up rupturing. I had long-term complications. I had to be out of school for a month. And after that happened, I looked back and said, would that have happened if I wasn't a young black woman? I have to think that um, the fact that I was a black woman uh, really impacted how I was cared for. The first physician you saw in the emergency room underestimated your pain. She said, this can't be appendicitis. She's not in that much pain. Exactly, and, and, and that's something that we see a thread in terms of how that black patients are cared for. There is something called pain inequity, where we have seen a trend, and it's in the research, that black patients, their pain is often undertreated. And that connects to really deep-rooted systemic beliefs back from slavery days, that somehow we are biologically different, that we feel pain differently than other people do. Leads me perfectly into my next question. The two legacies sort of come together yes. at Harvard Medical School. You and your sister with your mother became the first mother-daughters graduates from Harvard. Yes. But you also write about things that are taught in medical school as fact that 
date back to the 19th century or to Jim Crow. Talk about some of those yeah, things. Yeah, and, you know, and I talk about this idea that whether explicitly or implicitly um, in medical school, we're, we're taught this idea that our patients who are black are biologically different. So for example, there's something that is called the race correction factor that is associated with assessing or measuring kidney function. And for a very long time, up until very recently, there was a different set of normal values for black patients and non-black patients. And that was based on this, this myth, this idea that black people had higher muscle mass, which somehow translated into um, a different set of normal values for kidney function. But anyway, what that has led to is black people being deferred to or having delayed specialty care for their kidneys or not placed on transplant lists. So these ideas that are deeply rooted that we are taught in school actually end up having detrimental impact on our patients. And it's also the, the sort of institutional racism or systemic racism also has had an effect on the number of black yes. physicians. Yes, and so I write about in the book the Flexner Report, which came out in 1910, that was actually commissioned by the American Medical Association and Carnegie Mellon Foundation. They sent an educational specialist, Abraham Flexner, to assess all of the medical schools in the U.S. and Canada and to hold them against the standards of Western European medical schools or in the U.S. Johns Hopkins. And that led to the closure of five out of seven of the historically black colleges and universities that up to that point had trained about 1,600 students. But it's estimated if those five medical schools at the turn of the century, those black medical schools had stayed open, they would have trained between 25,000 and 35,000 black physicians. That is such a tremendous loss, not only in the workforce, but the patients they could have treated, the students they could have mentored, the research that could have been done. Back to the side of legacy, we see your mother's legacy yeah. in your work, your sister's work. What would you like your legacy to be? My legacy, I would love to be able to, especially with, with, with this book, to help connect the dots for people in terms of how did we arrive in 2024 to the place where we have these very horrific racial health inequities? How can people do better? And I have a call to action at the end of the book, how different groups of people, even in their personal lives, can help address this problem. Dr. Uche Blackstock, the book is Legacy, A Black Physician Reckons with Racism in Medicine. Thank you very much. Thank you for having me.